In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Time is 5.37. A San Francisco police officer is accusing the DA's office of misconduct, claiming prosecutors withheld evidence that could be used to clear his name. The body cam video shows the incident that led to the arrest of Officer Terrence Stangle, who's accused of unnecessarily hitting a man with a baton in 2019. Stangle has asked the judge to throw out the case against him, saying prosecutors withheld an interview with a witness who said the suspect was assaulted his girlfriend before the police approached him. Stangle's lawyers say that justifies use of force. Opening statements began today in a San Francisco police abuse case that has opened a big rift between the district attorney's office and the chief of police. KTVU investigative reporter Evan Cernofsky was in court for the first day of this trial and explains the impact it's having on San Francisco. Attorneys delivered their opening statements Monday in the closely watched trial of Officer Terrence Stangle. He's accused of multiple crimes in the 2019 beating of Dakari Spires on Fisherman's Wharf. But last week, the court case took on new significance when police chief Bill Scott ended an agreement that gave the DA's office authority in police use of force cases. Ultimately, what this is about and I welcome discussion on this. The chief referenced accusations from a DA investigator who testified that she was pressured to withhold exculpatory evidence from Stangle's arrest warrant. The accusations propelled the case into the city's cutthroat political realm, and DA Chase Boudin's critics and supporters are digging in. It smacks of the same playbook that we see in other civil rights cases, in any case where police officers are taking the task. Conduct of this sort by the DA's office, legitimate prosecutions of alleged police misconduct in the future. On Monday, the prosecution and defense for Stangle laid out their cases. It's the first trial against a cop for use of force prosecuted by Boudin's office. Stengel's attorney, Nicole Pafari, said the officer was responding to multiple 911 calls reporting Spires was violently choking his girlfriend. She said Spires resisted and even shoved Stengel's partner before he used his baton. She said, quote, 
Stengel's use of force was calculated, measured, reasonable, and lawful. Assistant District Attorney Hans Moore described the episode as an unequivocal case of unnecessary police violence. He said Spires was lovingly embracing his girlfriend when Stengel showed up out of nowhere and began a volley of baton blows that left him with broken bones. Spires' own girlfriend defended him at the scene, saying he never touched her. Moore said, quote, This is a trial about Officer Terrence Stengel and his excessive use of force to detain Mr. Dakari Spires. That's all this trial is about. The case... trial is about. The case is expected to last just over two weeks as the political ramifications continue to unfold. In San Francisco, Evan Cernofsky, KTVU, Fox 2 News. San Francisco police abuse case that has led to a battle between the city's top two law enforcement officials. And today, the man at the center of it all took the witness stand with some emotional testimony. KTV investigative reporter Emma Sarnofsky has what the man said outside of court today, as well as more on the ongoing drama. Evan. That's right. Dakari Spires finished his second day of testimony this morning in this emotionally and politically charged prosecution of a police officer. The trial has also sparked bad blood between Police Chief Bill Scott and District Attorney Chase Boudin that continues to escalate. Just held accountable. Held accountable, that's all, that's all I want to see. Dakari Spires wants Officer Terrence Stengel to face consequences for beating him on Fisherman's Wharf in 2019. Spires is a crucial witness in the ongoing trial against the officer. He said he's since recovered from a broken wrist and leg, but he told KTVU that his emotional wounds are still raw. Physically, I'll be okay. I'll be all right physically. Mentally is what I'm working on. As the trial continues, the political fallout is getting messy. Police Chief Bill Scott last month pulled out of an agreement that gave authority to District Attorney Chase Boudin's office to lead police use of force investigations. The chief made the move after a DA investigator testified that she was pressured to withhold evidence from Stengel's arrest warrant by the prosecutor. Boudin said his office did nothing improper. The drama continued Wednesday night when the DA surprisingly called into the police commission meeting's public comment line. I don't pick up my ball, walk off the field and go home. I don't go to the press. I call the chief to try to work it out. Earlier in the meeting, the chief had accused the DA of violating the agreement or memorandum of understanding between the offices multiple times. But I'm telling this commission there's been a serious collapse in trust. I haven't heard any acknowledgement that there's been a violation of the MOU. Now, last night, the police commission asked the chief and the DA to try to work out their differences and preserve their agreement, or they'll have to step in. The trial against Stengel, meanwhile, will continue until into next week at least. Reporting live in the newsroom, Evan Cernofsky, KTVU, Fox 2 News. And Evan, what's next in the trial? Is Spires done with his testimony, and do we expect Officer Stengel to take the witness stand? That's the question everybody's wondering right now. The trial is done for this week. Spires is through testifying. There's going to be a couple more witnesses for the prosecution. Then the defense will take over, and then we'll know is Officer Stengel going to take the witness stand and explain himself. Heather? Oh, all right, Evan Cernofsky, thank you.
More to it. We'll get to our Winter Olympic coverage in just a moment. But first, the drama and bitterness between the San Francisco Police Department and the DA's office. The police chief is accusing the DA of withholding key evidence that could clear the name of an officer accused of excessive force. Now the DA firing back, insisting his investigators did nothing wrong. NBC Bay Area Sergio Quintana was there as Chesa Boudin faced a barrage of questions about his priorities and the police chief's decision to dissolve a key agreement regarding the investigation of excessive force cases. In a quickly organized morning news conference, San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin says the oversight agreement the San Francisco police chief just revoked had an immediate impact when it was first signed three years ago. The MOU dramatically improved police accountability and it decreased unnecessary, even if and when lawful, use of force by police. The district attorney is facing tough questions after one of his investigators testified last week that she felt pressured by DA office staff to withhold information from the police department. This is all connected to the ongoing trial involving officer Terrence Stangle, who's accused of beating Dakari Spears while responding to a domestic violence 911 call in 2019. During a police commission hearing last night, Chief Bill Scott defended his move to dissolve the agreement. Very shaken, uh, for lack of a better term, by what was brought out in court regarding non-adherence to the MOU. We have done absolutely everything by the book in this case. There is not one iota of evidence of misconduct under my administration. The DA insists this is all designed to distract from the officer Stangle trial. Without the MOU in place, DA Boudin says they'll revert to investigating police officer use of force cases the way they used to. We'll go back to continuing to show up as quickly as we find out. We may be hearing from some of your Twitter feeds. We'll go back to talking to witnesses outside police lines if they won't let us in. He says he will be reaching out to talk with Chief Scott to see if the agreement is salvageable. In San Francisco, Sergio Quintana, NBC, Bay Area News. There are new developments in the case that's intensified the rift between the San Francisco Police Department and District Attorney Chesa Boudin. Just an hour ago, the jury reached a verdict finding SFPD Officer Terrence Stangle not guilty on three counts of brutality. A mistrial was declared on the fourth count. Stangle was charged with four felonies related to this October 2019 incident for beating a black domestic violence suspect several times with his baton. This is the first use of force case Boudin has brought to trial. This is believed to be the first time an SFPD officer has been tried for excessive force while on duty. have much more on those stories in just a moment, but uh, first, we begin in San Francisco, where despite overwhelming video evidence, a jury found a San Francisco officer not guilty of using excessive force in the beating of an unarmed black man. Officer Terrence Stengel became the first officer in the city's history to stand trial for use of force. This is in the beating of Dakari Spears. That was in 2019. The trial has even put the police department and the district attorney's office at odds. Our first Jonathan McCall has been following this story for more than a year now. Uh, he is live in the newsroom with reaction on all sides. Jonathan. Thank you, Grant. Good evening. Lawyers for Dakari Spears say while they do respect the jury's decision, they are obviously disappointed. And while they say they were not able to get a conviction in this case, they actually say the loss is a huge victory for police reform here in the Bay Area. <laughs> 
Last year, Cron 4 was first to show you this video from October 2019 of San Francisco police officer Terrence Stengel brutally beating Dakari Spears multiple times with a police baton during a night out at Pier 39. The incident left him with a broken leg, a broken wrist, along with cuts on his leg. Police say officers were responding to a report of a domestic violence incident at Pier 39. Um, there's this guy who's beating up on this girl. But his girlfriend, Brianna, told me at that time she was never in any danger. Dakari was never arrested. They didn't ask me anything, no. He immediately started to beat Dakari and push me to the ground. Monday, a jury found Stengel not guilty of excessive use of force in the case. Attorneys for the San Francisco officers say the force was necessary to arrest a violent suspect. The case, also a milestone. It's the first time an on-duty San Francisco officer was put on trial for use of force. Oh, Dakari was beaten by Officer Stengel. He was, you know, what the jury never knew uh, was that he was harassed by local officers, intimidated by them. Curtis Briggs is the attorney for Dakari Spears. He calls the verdict a surprise, considering the overwhelming video evidence. But he says despite this loss, there's also a huge victory. What the community needed was to finally know that officers will be brought to trial. Every San Francisco police officer out there knows that they could be prosecuted and could be subjected to the same high level of risk that Officer Stengel was subjected to in this prosecution. Dead air is technical difficulty in the newsroom. Not on Wine Cellar Media's and that's the newsroom. We are having some technical issues with that, but we want to mention that in addition to this case, there are also several problems that happen with regards to a uh, memorandum of understanding between the uh, San Francisco District Attorney's Office as well as the San Francisco Police Department regarding how the San Francisco DA's office investigated uh, misconduct cases involving SPD, SFPD officers. That memorandum of understanding was terminated by Police Chief Bill Scott after learning of possible uh, misconduct inside of the DA's office and withholding of evidence. With regards to Spears in the city of San Francisco, they recently settled the case against uh, that, uh, recently settled the case uh, involving Officer Stengel and Dakari Spears for $700,000. A federal judge also recently issued a sanction against the police department for failing to turn over three officer interviews from the case, including an interview with Officer Stengel as part of that civil suit. Live in the newsroom tonight, Jonathan McCall, Crawl 4 News. It's a chance to do good for us boys in the hood. Just call us NWA, neighbors with appetizers. You see, you gotta help the police out because they gotta bust a brother in the mouth. Push homegirl to the ground on the spot. Break a nigga's leg, pull out the Glock if you gots to Or just use the baton because the jury is on your side when it's on It's all good, the DA gon' fight for you Because you are the motherfucking boys in blue, Mr. Stangle Beat them down from all angles So you could turn Negroes into angels That's what we call a hashtag Click, clack, spit a gat and that's that No more life left for police Lay him down on the ground in those streets. Oh, Venus Kalita brought me this story. Yes. And I'll tell you something. Tell me something. I don't, I don't, I don't like these Twitch streamers, yo. 
Okay. You know I don't like these Twitch streamers, yo. Why? Because I be listening to their shit. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, there's some pretty good show prep there. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Very good show prep. Well done. So what's the problem? Oh my gosh, you really put a camera on me looking this raggedy? Alright. It's it's the language that they use around this show prep. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause I dig the show prep, right? Like, um uh my favorite person, like the way they do show prep is definitely uh Nicole Sandler of uh radioornot.com. She does some of the most outstanding show prep. But as I Listen to uh, more of these folks and get into some of these rabbit holes of these Twitch streamers, which I'm now out of. I'm just no longer there anymore. Okay. I'm not with the Twitch streamers. Check for your decibels real fast. Checking decibels real fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full. Okay. Yeah. Looking like, yeah, I see myself on the camera looking raggedy. I see it. Oof. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the, um, because they have this, like, video essayist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I actually just wrote down all my commentary instead of just riffing off the top with the news stories as they flow, yeah, I'd be a video essayist. Yeah. Like, should I start using this language behind my shit? I wouldn't. No. Because you're just going to complain every time about how you're not actually a video essayist. <laughs> what? That doesn't sound like me. Okay. <laughs> Let's do one more check on you. Find out exactly which microphone's yours. Okay, I, I found which one was yours. All right. And in my microphone there. There, I look silly. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, video essayist. That one. And then, like, like, I just, I can't fucking believe it. Like, the language deep dive. Yeah. Because, like, I was showing you my show prep I put together, and I was like, yeah, you had that one story in the show notes thread in the group. And I was like, and then I did it, and you said a deep dive. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a second. No. I sat in a chair on the one. I sat in a chair. Mm-hmm. And then I just Googled the same story, but narrowed the search results to certain amounts of weeks and months to get specific updates. Like, you know, when there's going to be an update, because you can't in one week, you're going to get 20 outlets reposting the same AP article, mm-hmm. right? The same cut and paste. And then some of it, like if it goes to the Daily Beast, they're going to add in. We can't believe this happened, right? If it fucking goes to the uh, the Daily Wire. I've actually never gone to the Daily Wire. I thought about doing that as a comedy segment in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Going to the but life, it goes to Daily Wire. It's gonna be uh, officer victim of uh, nigger culture or whatever the fuck they're gonna put. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Like I'm just waiting for Ben Shapiro to say something anti-Semitic. It's coming. I imagine he. Um, I don't listen to him, so I don't know. But I would imagine he already is anti-Semitic, but like on a class level. Ah, to be like oh, we're not like those he ones. Would use the K word. Yeah, like we're not like those ones that like only speak Hebrew and live in New York City. Like we're better than them. Like, like that. Like if I were to imagine, that would be what I would. Right in front of the fireplace. You know, he has a house with a fireplace. Why? Like, he doesn't know how to build a fire. He knows how to shop for wood, as we've seen him outside of Home Depot. So don't try to play out the big H, the S man. <laughs> All four feet of him. All right. 
And I wondered, uh, like, does he call Bernie the K-word? Like, well, like, just casually while at home in front of the fireplace with the kids. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, I, he- I heard old K-word was on the news there. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't talk like that. No, he has uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. I can't yeah. do a Ben Shapiro impression. I won't do it. That sounds horrible. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, a deep dive. Mm-hmm. No. And these niggas... It'd be taking them like three weeks to do this shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I might as well just fucking, I might as well go on once a week and see what the fuck I can pull out. Fucking three hour shows once a week. Like, but then again, as you said, I can't try to shoehorn myself into that genre. Cause then I will just complain about that. What that we're calling the genre. This right. That's exactly what you would do. I know, nigga. We are mm-hmm. broadcasters, podcasters doing show prep. All right. And I guess if you're putting it on YouTube, YouTuber doing show prep. Are you shitting me? You are so funny. God damn. All right. Uh. <clears throat> so, but this story was pretty good, right? Yes. What made what uh what what brought that story to your attention? Um, because I actually follow a bunch of um public defenders on my Twitter. And so I randomly get the cases that they're looking at and what they're doing. And this is one of the cases that came up to me because they were all watching it because uh, as they said in the, the news segments, this is the first time that a cop from that city has been charged um, in this way. San Francisco. Yeah. San Fran, like liberal progressive San Francisco. Cause right. What is it always like? Because conservatives would be like, oh, it's just where all, like, the gay people are. It's, like, a liberal paradise. All the gays. Are they that progressive, though, just because they happen to have a lot of queer people there? Clearly the fuck not, you know? Yeah, because, like, where the, um, where the, because I'm pretty sure, like, or, or, like, before Stonewall, like, the first <sighs> uprising was actually out there in California yep. because of all the, um, the little niggas that went to war and shit because they, they thought they were fighting for their freedom ended up basically like sociologically quarantined there yeah. as one of the uh, the hubs which is why it becomes known as a gay place and they had an uprising out there and obviously like they're marginalized peoples right that don't inherently have like as Americans they don't inherently have a right to housing whether they can afford it or not mm-hmm. <laughs> right um they're there so then who else is gonna end up somewhere that's inherently impoverished Niggles. Right. <laughs> right. So there's been an, a black, a permanent underclass there for Martha fracking decades. Mm-hmm. And they've been getting fucked up by the police the whole time. Yep. It's the Bay Area. Just because Oakland there doesn't mean the whole thing's panthered up. Yeah. And it's also interesting to me, too, just in, like, the larger context of the conversation right now around police, right? Because we were really trying to push for, well, like, we, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, But people were really trying to push for, like, defund police, right? And then there were, like, all the George Floyd protests over the summer and things like that. Protests against police brutality. And the response of the Democratic Party has been, actually, police need more funding. Like, I do think New York City is now over a billion dollar in Chicago's is also over a billion dollar annual budget. <laughs> right? We have money for everything but poor people. But, um... It's like, goddamn, should I go fucking do janitorial service there? How much should they be? Like, fucking make, make an offer. And not make an offer, but make a, uh, a request. Just get hired as a diversity hire. 
and then not do shit. No, just write people tickets. Um, well, certain people tickets. <laughs> oh no, I mean um, a janitorial. I don't want to oh, be a pig. They wouldn't but, let me be a pig anyway, right? Like I'm, I'm an old alcoholic smoker. Yeah, well, I'm already an old alcoholic smoker. Yeah, you might be a little old to get hired on some departments, but um. But no, it's also interesting that for one, this is the first time, 2022, first fucking time this has happened, but also in the larger context of the media reports, um, just like trends I've been seeing, you know, based on what's in my Twitter newsfeed and things like that, I'm seeing a lot of articles from especially the coastal sides about a rise in um, petty crimes, but they're like really framing it like it's a big thing. Right, so like, you know, I know we covered a couple weeks ago the Al Sharpton shit where he was on um, Joe Scarborough's MSNBC, MSNBC show. Yeah. And they were like complaining about someone stealing steaks from Trader Joe's. Like it was like a five person panel on MSNBC to talk about someone stealing steaks. They're locking up my toothpaste. But the same thing is happening in San Francisco because remember this is where um, they were saying that like CBS in um, like Walgreens and should have to close because of so much shoplifting. Oh yeah, you did a though, deep dive. Yeah, I yeah. Did a deep dive. Even though those stores already knew they were going to close stores in those locations years ago and announced that years ago they were going to be downsizing, but now it's being attributed to this quote-unquote shoplifting, and the police are even trying to spin it by suggesting there's, like, international thieving rings. Apparently, like, a bunch of niggas from Asia are coming over to to steal toothpaste from CVS, I guess. I don't fucking know. What the fuck? They need to kick it with Alex Jones then. (laughs) They need to kick it with Alex Jones and Jeb Bush because them niggas was talking about... Um, motherfucking Chinese women coming over here having anchor babies. Mm-hmm. But, um, so like what's interesting about that in the context of both of these things happening at the same time is that one, we're being told we need more police and they need more of a budget to save us from shoplifting. But also while that's happening, this case and the cop was not convicted, even though the victim in the case won a civil lawsuit and won almost a million dollars for getting his ass beat by the cops, but uh, was still the cop in court was still found not guilty during the criminal trial. So it's interesting at the same time we're being told we need more police funding. Uh, shoplifting is ruining the country, right? Not mm. anything else, just fucking shoplifters. People stealing toothpaste and steaks are ruining the country. Woo. And the cops aren't getting acquitted of police brutality. It seems like there's a lot happening and it's all kind of coming together. And it's a very bad thing. And that's why. <laughs> that was a good video essay. I like that we pulled this from our uh, our simultaneous deep dive. You know right. what else came up in my deep dive that I prepared for this video essay? Yeah. Because that's what this is now. What? Um, I, I got most of my news clips uh, for the beginning of the program from just, like, going to the websites. Mm-hmm. You know, deep diving. Yes. And, um... <clears throat> I'd say ice fishing damn near. Uh, the fucking one of them was came from YouTube, yeah. which I love if I can get them from uh, YouTube is is more convenient, right? I, it's it's just more convenient. But you know, got go to the websites. Also, it clicks the local outlet. So also, do the harder work to do the better thing. That's what deep divers do. And YouTube has autoplay, and it autoplayed from that into this because you were talking about the San Francisco Police Department in particular only PD officer to sign a traffic citation or be taken to jail that made her feel that she was racially profiled while making deliveries in San Francisco's hate district honestly yes I think it's because of my skin color I 
I don't see no other reason why um, they would ticket me. Everybody double parks. Everyone. FedEx, DHL, Amazon, us, UPS. I pull over everywhere on this street. There's nowhere for me to park. I go up and down the hate. Hate District San Francisco Supervisor Dean Preston's office sent Cron 4 a statement that reads, quote, We're extremely concerned about the incident in which SFPD ticketed a black UPS driver in the hate for double parking while making a delivery. We have reached out to SFPD and are eager to get to the bottom of this. And again, that's uh, Jennifer Boland, District Liaison, um, Office of Supervisor Dean Preston. And uh, yeah, that that just auto played. So also, you know, San Francisco Police Department, y'all, you niggas, nigga, you brown, that truck brown, them boxes is brown, your suit is brown, your boots are brown. You way More too cops much color. At pride though, <laughs> cops at pride. Cops aren't just blue; they're also rainbow colored inside. So where in the blue fuck was the UPS truck supposed to be parked? But also, like, I feel, you know, like, obviously she won't be allowed, the driver won't be allowed to do this, but next time she gets a delivery there, just be like, sorry, can't do it. Until you provide me with a parking space for my vehicle, I cannot, I can no longer deliver on the street. You know what? Um, maybe she should do a video essay. She should do a deep dive by searching for the very hard to find and rare evidence of police murdering people. Yes. And then... And a UPS driver at that. Remember, was it like a year or two ago, cops killed a UPS driver chasing like a robbery suspect, like in a car chase or some shit. And we're just like shooting in one of the bullets, like got a UPS driver. Remember that shit? Vaguely. And I think because it's it's overload, right? Yeah. Put them shits together and make a video essay about how if I have to park in a way that brings police presence, that is um, fatally unsafe working conditions. Yeah. Shit. Hell, we got a we got a lawyer homegirl out there in California. Hey, you can link up. She can fucking write right 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 out the paperwork. Hey, we can't deliver on any anywhere that we have to double park. We can't deliver there anymore. Yeah, they should. The San Francisco Police Department sent us a statement that reads, quote, This incident is now under investigation by the SF Department of Public Accountability. Because this is an open investigation, we cannot comment further, unquote. I feel that this was a blatant, egregious instance of singling this woman out because she was black. The the department... His audio's a little gruff. He said a blatant egregious... Ooh, a blatant egregious... I keep saying egregious. Egregious. Jesus. Woman out because she was black. The the department... This was a blatant egregious instance of singling this woman out because she was black. The the department... Instance of singling this woman out because she's black. ...owes an apology to this young lady. This is outrageous. The president of the San Francisco branch of the NW said they owe an apology. This is outrageous. And um and his 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 uh his audio was so gruff that YouTube's um closed captioning was reading it weird. Young lady. This is outrageous. The president of the San Francisco more from the NAACP. What? Hmm. You been jealous of them. Yeah, okay branch of the NAAC. What an unfortunate name. 
don't your last your family's last name is jealous first off drop the patriarchy change the last name on the offspring don't send them into life with that name and then a boy born you're gonna name benjamin you're gonna name ben jealous come on all right tangent over CP Dr. Amos Brown says in addition to an apology from SFPD, a new city ordinance protecting delivery drivers from being cited while double parked in SF may be in order. And I think definitely this crisis does provide an opportunity for us to change the law. So what, what do you want to happen? I just wanted to be known that we it's not like our intention is to double park and impede the traffic. I don't know what's in those boxes that are getting to those people. I don't know if it's medication. Like, I just want to make sure that we can get the packages to the people who needs them. God damn, see how you and I are, are, for, are for, we were like, hey, let's just fucking not deliver that shit. But then look, she's, she, she's a good fucking person. Nope. She's a legitimately good person. Nope. I can't front on her. Oh yeah, I I don't I, I'm I, I'm not gonna roll with her, but goddamn it, I I got a fucking hat tip off the bald head. <laughs> like she's thinking about human beings. Yeah. While the fucking murderers are just showing up. Like this is what Western culture has created. Get with your comrades. There is no fucking elected official that's going to work on or fix or improve anything. Nobody, anywhere. The capitalists ain't going to do it. Internet coalitions that get together in Facebook groups and Twitter threads between different states that agree on the same thing in a hashtag, not going to do it. If you can get with some local folks or your own biological family, granted where they are ideologically, that's all you's got. Yeah. She's trying. God damn, she's a good fucking person. She wants to get people their fucking medication with her heavy, heavy California accent. All right, what time are we looking at? Five in the 41. Well, I mean, considering that that was a deep dive. Yeah. That should should be about it. Okay. All right, was there anything that you were like, yo, we should get to this though? Because you know how... A week will roll over and stories roll out. Uh, no. No. You know what? After a deep dive and a video essay like that, I'd say we are about finished. My goodness. This is this. It, it's hard work, baby. It's hard work. I just I, I can't believe that I'm putting in all this work. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you like deep dives and video essays, go to patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund and uh, drop something on your folks, right? Uh, the Phoenix and Williams show at the $10 a month level up. <clears throat> I will put this on conversation radio at the um, at the $1 a month level. But, you know, it's public. I just hope that you would say, hey, $1 in 30 days, these niggas is worth that. <laughs> I mean, for video essays and deep dives at this level, mm -hmm. my goodness, I can't even swim, but yet I still manage to deep dive. All right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Vince Gleader is ready to go. She ain't got no sleep. <laughs>